too suspicious. Yeah. You literally do the same one every single time. Because you know what? What the fuck are we gonna do? <laughs> That's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be fucking generic as shit. So we just get into the podcast. <laughs> I don't know if we're hangry or Andy is just pissing me off <laughs> with her inability to be a human. <laughs> She's got zero humanity. Empathy at an all-time low. <laughs> She's not wrong. She's not wrong. And I have, like, 100% empathy. See, that's what, like, so we're sisters, and even if you looked at us, you would not think that we were sisters. So, like, if there is someone above, up, up above, <laughs> up above, <laughs> they're like, we're going to give her, her this one all this, and this one all that. It's like, what, like, that, like the they intro, can't have both. The intro to the Powerpuff Girls where he's just pouring his in right? sugar and spice and everything yeah. nice. I, you forgot the everything nice. <laughs> For who? You. <laughs> you had to question that? <laughs> Fucking, it's all spice over there. We're well balanced over here. <laughs> Fucking spice. I feel like she's coming for my character. I am. I really am. <laughs> yeah, so it's been a day. We didn't <laughs> eat lunch yet. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had an appetite. Yeah. Well, we, when we've I, all been sick. When I when I get upset over anything, can't eat. Yeah, mm-hmm. Kelly's got too much empathy. She's got too much too much shit going on I in your care brain. too much you care too much and I care Zilch. arguably not enough it's not arguably it's just not enough <laughs> <laughs> the jury's out the jury's out um anyways so last episode we ended on a death not we, death we already knew she's dead we ended on a very sad note about Lacey and Connor being found we discussed the day of but where was case. Scott where was Scott what? When they were found. No, oh, we'll get there. We'll get there this episode. Ooh. Um, we talked about what happened the day they disappeared. The news is like all over Scott. Like, oh, he's a bad person. Which I'm not saying he's not a bad because person. Because he is. I'm not saying he's not a bad person. Remember. What were our things? <laughs> hey, Remember. Hey. I don't. <laughs> Hello, beautiful. Hello, beautiful. Laundry. Lying. The phone call. The phone call. Right? She, Amber Frey. I don't want to like. Oh, yeah. Amber Frey was in the last episode. He had a girlfriend aside from his wife. She was a massage therapist. Do with that information what you will. Happy endings. (laughs) Everywhere. (laughs) You. You get a happy ending. You get a happy ending. Scott. Ew. Gross. Gonna throw up my mouth. Gross. You're just a grody person. Like, how. Yeah, I'm not saying he's not a bad person. I'm not arguing that. He's a bad person. He's a terrible person. Didn't mean he killed his wife. At least it doesn't mean that in a court of law there was enough evidence to convict him of murder of his wife. I'll phrase it that way. But we'll get there in this episode. But do we care if he's rotting in jail? (laughs) Where's your empathy? Where's the empathy? Because he's a dickhead. He loves, he, see, you have all my empathy until you're a dickhead. And then I don't give a fuck. Because there's no point. I, I don't, I can't understand things. Like, like just, I that's can't. it. And your stuck conversation there, Kelly, cannot like, understand things. Like, I can't compute, like, lying and cheating. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, make it make sense. It makes no sense. Kelly's trauma is speaking Like, right if now. you just, if you don't want to be with them, just fucking don't be with them. I don't care. I don't care if I'm eight months pregnant. I would rather you not be with me than cheat with me. Cheat on me. <laughs> because I don't give a fuck about you then. Zero fucks given. Anything else? Um. <laughs> Anything else you want to add? <laughs> I'm fine with him rotting in jail. That's all I'm saying. He was so either way, me. even if he wasn't guilty, Kelly is fine He with is that. in my moral jail. No. I mean, I'll ask you this question later. Moral jail. <laughs> Air jail. I've been doing that to my kids lately. They like I've seen it on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Like Aubrey will be bold. I'll put her in air jail and up like in the air. I'll hold her up like air jail. <laughs> they love it. It's not a punishment. It's just funny. I did that to your son the other day. Air jail. And you know Sometimes really, they just need you know it. Like really resets them. It resets irks me the about body. your son. What is the, what irks you about me? He always needs to take off his shirt. Yeah, he's one of those kids, and he will forever be that kid. 
That's his father, though. Like, leave your shirt on. And then he'll go, I'm cold. I'm like, because you fucking took your shirt off. <laughs> Literally, then puts a robe on. I'm like, well, what? <laughs> you should have just left the shirt on. And I'm confused. And he's, like, super into wrestling. So then he puts the robe on and thinks he's um, the wrestler Seth freaking Rollins. Mm. And then it's, like, WWE in my house. And everyone's getting the people's it's, elbow. It's been WWE for a long time. It has been WWE. I remember, I think he was, like, one or two. I don't think he, your daughter was born yet. And I was... No, she wasn't. I was sitting on your couch, and I got elbowed in the face, and I thought he broke my nose. Like, he did the pat on the elbow, and <laughs> yeah, he doesn't dropped it. And this was before he watched WWE. Yeah, and now we watch it, so it's even worse. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Yeah. But here we are. Yeah. So, this episode, we're going to talk about a lot. That's all. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to sit, like, outline it, but then I was like, well, we'll just get there. Everyone will just have to listen. Stay okay. tuned. Or don't. today. <laughs> <laughs> and I like I, I I told her like we're gonna argue on this podcast. She put me in this mood. <laughs> I was like, I really think that we're gonna argue on this podcast about this case, like because we both have like very differing opinions, obviously, about this case. And now I'm like certain that we're gonna fight about ah! because the mood we're both in. We need lunch. I don't for some know reason, if lunch is gonna help. For today. some reason, I feel like we calm down after lunch. Yeah, I think it's like we're tired. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, oh, it's nap time. <laughs> so, without further ado, we will jump back into this. But remember, the last thing we talked about was that Lacey and Connor's bodies, or what there was of their bodies, was identified to being them. Yes. So, back in. Back in again with the white vans. Oh, you say that every episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the same day that Lacey and Connor's bodies were identified, the police were trailing Scott Peterson. As they should. Now, he said that he believed it was the media and that this is why he was... He, so he was driving erratically. erratically. Because he said that he believed it was the media and he was trying to get away from them. Really, Likely it was story. the cops. Undercover cops. Um, but he was on his way to allegedly, I guess I'll say... Play golf with his brother and his dad at Lajala? No, he wasn't. Golf course. Um, So, this golf course was only 30 miles away from the Mexico border. Mm Mm-hmm. So, this is where everyone thought that he was fleeing to Mexico. He was. But why were his, his, like, his dad and brother were waiting for him at the golf course? They weren't. They were. Weren't. They were. They were golfing. (laughs) Didn't he have, like, a weird ID, too? We'll get there. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So... He was driving really erratically, and, like, police were, like, trying to let him go and, like, going to pick him up somewhere else, but then he was driving so erratically that they thought he was going to, like, hurt somebody. So they ended up pulling him over, um, and this is where they found him with his hair bleached blonde, mm-hmm. um, his car, quote-unquote, overstuffed with, like, just random things, mm-hmm. um, kind of like he was living in his car, um, $15,000 in cash, and his brother's driver's license. And there's also Viagra, but I wasn't going to include that, but... I just thought it was kind of funny. So I, Scott I Peterson to say. can't keep it up. <laughs> I'm sure that the news outlet somewhere said that. <laughs> because he was going to fucking Mexico. Viagra? No. Because he was going to Mexico. You need Viagra to get into Mexico? Yeah. Okay. They're spicy down there. They're not going to deal with your limp dick. <laughs> Scott Peterson has limp dick. <laughs> Um, anyways, so as you can see from this scene, people were like, what the fuck? Because it doesn't, like, if you're just going golfing, why the fuck is your car packed? Why do you have 15 grand? The fuck you need to bleach your hair? Why do you have your brother's license? See, but this can be explained. No, it can't. Okay. Try, bitch. Try me. <laughs> okay. I'm good. Right now. So, a lot of the stuff, like I said, has an explanation. Whether you believe it or not, it's up to you. I don't. Um, but obviously, he was 30 miles away from Mexico. Mm-hmm. But that's where the golf course was. Because his brother lived in that area. So they went to the golf course where his brother lived. His dad and his brother were waiting for him there. That was a thing. Um, he... An alibi. You think that his parents and brother were all in it? Fuck yeah. I don't know. Brian Laundry. <laughs> If he went to Mexico, you'd be you'd be saying different. If they didn't catch him, you'd be like, "Wow." Yeah, but he didn't go to Mexico. Parents were involved. 
Because the police stopped him! Because <laughs> he was driving erratically, not because he was crossing the Mexican border. Why else, why else would he I be honestly driving? don't think he would have gotten across the Mexican border with his brother's driver, so he doesn't look like his brother. The fuck he had it for them? We'll get there. Can I speak before you freak out? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he was said to be living out of his car due to all the media attention, and like he just couldn't get away from them, so he lived in his car. That's why all those things were in there. That's the worst explanation ever. That's what it it's is. easier to find you in a fucking car. I think he was just constantly moving from place to place to get away from them. Um, Luckily story. I think that could explain why he bleached his hair as well, just trying to escape media attention. Like, no one's going to recognize a blonde Scott Peterson. Or hide in Mexico, I, I mean, I guess. So, the $15,000 in cash, I felt was very damning at first. But um, this cash was given to him from his mom. She had accidentally taken out $15,000 in cash out of their joint checking account that they had together. The fuck do you She thought it was her bank? checking account. But she took it out of his checking account. So she gave it back to him in cash because if she transferred it to him, it would have been placed on a hold. <laughs> Why do you have a joint checking account with your mom at 27? I think he was 30 at this point. At 30? I don't know. Some people do that. And I mean, if his parents had money, I'm sure he had some kind of account. You know what I mean? Because who has $15,000 just in a joint checking account somewhere to fucking me? <laughs> Um, I don't know, bro. So she was allegedly going to buy a, be- a vehicle for one of her sons, which is why she was withdrawing money in the first place. Mm. Why she was such a large sum of money. But she accidentally took it out of their joint checking account instead of her own. There was going to be a hold if she just transferred it back over, so she gave him the cash. Mm-hmm. And that's why he had it. Um, he allegedly also had his brother's ID in order to get a discount at the golf course um, because his brother was a San Diego resident, and the San Diego residents get a discount. Wasn't he meeting his brother at the golf course? Yeah. So why couldn't he just, you know, do it while they were there? I don't know. Don't know. Don't have an answer for that. Mm-hmm. Don't have an answer for that. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, police had placed it in... Placed it in... <laughs> placed it in him. <laughs> placed him under arrest for fear that he was going to flee. I would, too. But did they have enough evidence to arrest him? Yeah. Obviously, the media Moral went jail. fucking... Moral jail. Moral jail, they? The media obviously went absolutely berserk with this, saying that he was on his way to Mexico, as Kelly is, because they ID'd Lacey and Connor that day, and he knew that he was mm-hmm. going down. Um, That's not a, There's no such thing as quinky dinks. So the media was already like out in an outrage, and now they just went into an all-out frenzy. Mm-hmm. Um, on April 21st, 2003... It's just all little... True coincidency. <laughs> coincidency. Quincy. <laughs> Quee, is that Quincy? Because, like, like, my thing is, like... The way you just did that was maybe almost threw up in my mouth. <laughs> but go on. Who the fuck, even if that was the case, that his mother took out 15 grand and gave it to him? Mm-hmm. If you're living in your car, mm-hmm. why the fuck would you keep 15 grand on you? And, like... You're just going to have to put it back in the bank anyway, so what the fuck is there's a hold on it or not? Take a grand or two, put the rest back. I don't know. I, I because don't. he was going to Mexico and needed 15 grand and his parents were in on it. And, but and, how and bleaching you... the hair, bleaching the hair, right? The second one media thing got caught that he had bleached hair, then everyone knows he has bleached hair, so it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. It's because he wanted to blend in in Mexico. Do they have bleached hair in Mexico? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I meant like he wanted to, I'm not Scott Peterson in Mexico. I think you'd have to do more than just bleached hair for that. He does not look good as a blonde. No, he does not. He does not. Sorry, bitch. But wouldn't you say all that that um, evidence you just provided is what they would say, circumstantial? Suck my dick. <laughs> Your honor, suck my dick. <laughs> That would be. I'm sorry. And this is why you're not a lawyer. <laughs> this whole story makes zero sense. His story. Zero. This Zilch. whole thing makes zero sense. Nothing makes sense. Zilch. Nada. And I'm not saying he's not guilty. I'm just saying the evidence they presented is not enough to convict. Moral jail. <laughs> moral jail is nothing! <laughs> you say moral jail one more time, I'm going to beat the fucking moral jail out of you. <laughs> I'm going to make a shirt of it. <laughs> moral jail. <laughs> 
So, on April 21st, um, what, three days after he was arrested? Mm-hmm. Um, Scott was arraigned in Santa Silas? Santa Silas? Santa? Sure. I know him. County Superior Court before Judge Nancy Ashley. Ooh, two first names. Ooh. <laughs> he was charged with two felony counts of murder with premeditation and special circumstances to which he pled not guilty. But he was. People really began to compare this case to the next O.J. Simpson case. Mm-hmm. And his trial was set to begin on June 1st, 2004. I'm afraid him. Okay. So, let us review the evidence that they had. Stop looking at my computer and wait for me to speak. <laughs> this is where we will fight. So, I hope everyone's ready. Ding, ding, ding. I'm getting ready. So, here is the evidence that led to the arrest. Choose your fighter. <laughs> Andy. Kelly. This is the evidence that led to the arrest of Scott Peterson. Mm-hmm. For one, Scott altered his appearance to avoid being recognized. Agreed. But can be refuted. So can you, my fucking... I don't know. I'm just mad. <laughs> That's also only circumstantial. You can't prove. Moral jail. <laughs> you can't use moral jail as a reason to convict someone on murder. Um, Scott added, this is going to send you for, this is going to send you into fucking a frenzy. Scott added two pornographic channels to his TV a few days after her disappearance. Um, he expressed interest in selling his house and traded his, her vehicle in for a truck for himself. Yeah. Um, prosecutor I'm just said thinking this shows, with my dick. Prosecutors <laughs> <laughs> said this shows he knew he she wouldn't come home. Yeah. Yeah. Why else? Why else? But you don't know why. And But that's, first of all, circumstantial. So it doesn't matter. Shouldn't not really be allowed in a court of law because it's just, that's circumstantial. Was that hard evidence that he killed someone? That's not even evidence that he, that's not even relatively evidence that he killed somebody. But like, why... If, if RJ left right now, mm-hmm. missing, mm-hmm. you would sell his car? You'd sell the house? I can't say what I would do. Probably not. But, like, I would come over and smack you and be like, what the fuck you doing, mate? Well, yeah. But you can't say that well, that makes him, that doesn't make him guilty of murder. It makes him a bad person, surely. But it doesn't make him guilty of murder. Because it's all planned. <laughs> Um, their other reason was Scott was having an affair with Amber Frey, which shows that he was unhappy in his marriage. And he killed her to be with her. Again, circumstantial evidence. Again. Not hard proof. Does it show a a potential motive? Sure. Sure it does. Potential? Potential. That's not... The motive! (laughs) So, the only piece of physical evidence that was found... And if you refute this, I swear to God, I'm going to punch you in the throat because it was a single hair that linked back to Lacey that was found on Scott's boat. Any comments? No, I shit everywhere. <laughs> Thank you! Fuck! So what I said is, for one, he could have been altering his appearance from the media as we talked about. Um, they were literally on him 24 hours a day. So he had to We do don't take too. the sides of cheaters. I'm sorry. <laughs> as i said the poor in the house the car i cannot rationalize in my head other than he's a stupid man can't rationalize it can't support it don't understand it but doesn't make him guilty of murder um they did use scott having an affair as the biggest piece of evidence for the prosecution surely it makes him a shitty person but does not make him a murderer um the one piece of physical evidence and the only piece of physical evidence they had well, they actually had two, but like they both can be explained, so it's stupid. Um, as a woman, we know that we shed. I put in like asterisks, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> My husband literally was getting ready for work the other day and had a sweatshirt and pulled the long curly hair <laughs> off his sweatshirt. He's like, "Whose hair is this?" I'm like, "My sister's." <laughs> and like Kelly has no nothing to do with my husband's sweatshirts. No. So there would be no reason that it would be on there, but no, it was. I'm just a husky and I've I've really really thick long. Like I bet if you shook your hair right now there would be yeah, 50 yeah, yeah. pieces of your yeah, hair yeah, on yeah, my yeah, floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's hard out here. So I feel like it would be even more suspicious if they didn't find any of her hair somewhere on him. 
I mean, I don't know why I'd be more suspicious. Cause maybe because then he cleaned. Spring. Then he cleaned. Heavily cleaned. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I don't know. The, 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 the hair could have been there from the last time she was on the boat. Or it could have been there from his clothing. You know what I mean? They could have gotten there multiple different ways. Um, the other piece of evidence they found is there was a um, like a little drop of blood on the handle of his truck door. Whose blood was it? Well, Scott had cut his finger when he was like getting the boat ready mm. for this, and it was Scott's blood. So it wasn't even her blood. It was Scott's. Did he check the finger? Yeah, like he had a cut on his finger. We got a little boo-boo. Did he need a band-aid? <laughs> <clears throat> so, you know, you know, at least he's missing your goddamn head. You got a boo-boo? <laughs> you got a boo-boo? So, this is what the prosecution believed, and they painted a picture, the, the picture they painted during the trial. That Scott had killed Lacey mm-hmm. due to him not wanting to be a father and his relationship with Amber Frey. Mm-hmm. They focused hard on Amber Frey, and they, they had originally believed that he killed Lacey the night before on December 23rd, and he had dumped her body when he went on a fishing trip, mm-hmm. and kind of did everything in the middle of the night, like transferred her body to the truck and all that crud. But obviously, there was no crime scene in the house, mm-hmm. nothing. But could he have cleaned up? Sure. There was a bucket and a mop. <laughs> Grab a bucket and a mop. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this was quickly the fact that she was killed on December 23rd, quickly, quickly debunked by the defense. When they had brought in a computer analyst and proved that someone had been on the computer at the Peterson home looking up scarves and a sunflower umbrella holder at 8.45 a.m. on the morning of December 23rd. Does that mean anything? Yeah. She was on that computer. Scarves and a sunflower umbrella? How does that... That's that's circumstantial. It could have been him. Looking you're up. bringing up circumstance. I'm using circumstantial evidence to defute your circumstantial. I know, evidence. but then you're you're like, it had to be her because they looked up a fucking sunflower umbrella. Like, no, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be. But do you think Scott Peterson was smart enough to think in 2003 that they would look at his computer, a computer at the home, family home, and look something, uh, look up fucking sunflower umbrella holders? Circumstantial. You can't. You can't. You can't give me circumstantial. But if you're allowing the su- circumstantial evidence, oh, I'll allow, 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 allow it. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. But I'm saying. You're, you're all about not circumstantial, and then you're... But I'm you're refuting sur- your circumstantial and my circumstantial. <laughs> I'm just saying. Maybe he wanted a sunflower umbrella. Or maybe he was looking it up to get it for Amber. I rest my case. I would think he would have a lot more to do that morning than look that up. I don't know. Young and in love, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I would... I don't know. I put people first. They also tried to pinpoint that Lacey was not alive watching Martha Stewart on the morning of December 24th because Scott had mentioned, this part gets me, I don't know why, um, that they talked about making meringue on the episode and according to the prosecution, they did not talk about meringue on the episode. But Wait, (laughs) repeat that? So, the morning of December 24th, Scott said that Lacey was watching Martha Stewart, Mm -hmm. like it's a cooking show, Mm -hmm. and that they were talking about making a meringue. Uh-huh. What the fuck a meringue is, I have no idea, but it's not pie. Sure, but according to the prosecution, they said the 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 episode that aired that day, they did not talk about meringue. So Scott was lying. Mm. But in reality, the defense watched the episode and they did talk about meringue. So uh-huh. someone on the prosecution just didn't do their job and didn't watch the episode. Yeah, I. Actually, kind of found it a little funny that, like... Or, you know, Scott Peterson could have been watching Martha Stewart. Could have been. Sure. Yeah, you're right. But you're not going to say that she wasn't alive because Scott mentioned <laughs> Meringue was in the episode when it really was... And it wasn't, but it really was. Like, mm-hmm. you're arguing... You're giving me bullshit, so I'm going to argue bullshit back with you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's stupid. This whole case was built on bullshit. Nothing in this case was concrete. And what, can I just ask you a question? When we try a case, what are we trying to prove? Moral jail. (laughs) What are we trying to prove? Guilt. Guilt what? Beyond a... Reasonable doubt, teacher. And in this case, there is lots of reasonable doubt 
So the legal system Matt, failed. That he is morally wrong. I have no doubt. <laughs> Morals are different. <laughs> um. So basically. So, basically, the prosecution cannot explain how he killed Lacey. And they were wrong about when he supposedly killed Lacey. All these things were just circumstantial. One other piece of evidence that they really pointed to, which is circumstantial at best, at best, at best, is that Scott had made a concrete anchor for his boat recently. It was like a, like a cylinder concrete anchor with like a little hook. Mm-hmm. So you would tie like the rope to it, throw it in the water, and it'd hold your boat in place. Mm-hmm. Which I don't understand how anchors work, but they're like magnets. How the fuck do they work? <laughs> <laughs> well... Not really unusual, the prosecution played into this, and they believed that Scott had made more than one concrete anchor, um, and these are what was used to throw Lacey's body into the water and prevent her from floating up for so long. Makes sense. Um, it is also why they believed her head and legs and arms were never found, because they were obviously what would have been tied to the anchors, mm-hmm. and the anchors were never found, so. Yeah, so. Probably still in the water with the arms, legs, and head tied to it. Yeah, so she's like this, and then her torso rips off. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. <laughs> so, but there's no evidence of that. That's just circumstantial. So he was also asked, like, so he only made one concrete anchor. There would have been leftover concrete. So everyone's like, well, what the fuck did you do with leftover concrete? Turns out he had put it in his driveway to fix holes in his driveway. Of course, everyone's like, well, that's a thing. To Like, he used it to, like, soak up the mud that was in holes in his driveway. Um... Everyone was like, that's a stupid answer. But realistically, they went to his driveway and they could see where there was concrete poured into holes. So, wasn't a lie. <clears throat> that's what he did. He still could have had more after making the four, five. Could have. But that's circumstantial. There's no evidence to prove that. I'm going to go find her head. Excuse me. <clears throat> what? What? what, 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 what which is my thing is like you knew she was in the San Francisco Bay. Mm-hmm. Why was there not like extensive? I'm sure there was searches, but why are you still not searching? I mean, I guess it's probably expensive. I mean, by now it's. I don't know if you could even find anything. But don't you think that it would also, like, eventually her torso broke off. Her arm would eventually, at some point, come free from the ties, or at least a part of it—a hand, her head. Maybe. A foot. Like something else would come up. Unless it was eaten. Yeah. I don't know. What kind of animals do they have in California? Fish would eat it. Yeah. I don't really know. But anyways. So there were 12 witnesses who claimed to see Lacey walking her dog on the day she went missing. You just love Mackenzie. I do. I love that name for dog. Um, many of these witnesses claimed to see Lacey while Scott would have already been at his warehouse or out on the bay fishing. Um, only three of these witnesses, because they all called in to report that they saw her, only three of these witnesses were called back by Modesto police, and even their claims were dismissed by law enforcement and not really looked into. Because they already were convinced that he did it and didn't look into anything that didn't fit their narrative. He hired someone to kill her. They wanted this case closed. So they didn't look into anything that didn't fit with what they wanted you to think. Because that's how life works. The media manipulates you and so do the police. Fuck on both. That ain't easy. Yeah. The police don't always look for the truth. Investigators? Police, investigators, same fucking shit. Law enforcement. They look for what, nine times out of ten, is easiest, what'll close the case, and what'll fit, what helps their case. Anything other than that is dismissed. Or murder for hire. <laughs> I mean, sure, but prove it. Put me in a room for Scott Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> Put me in a room. Put me in a room without me. Now prove it, real oh. quick. I was <laughs> like, "Come on now." 
Um, Come on now. <laughs> so, yeah, but there was also... The, the, the problem is witness testimony isn't reliable either. Exactly. I'll admit that. It's not reliable. It could have been any lady with a bone retriever. And eight months pregnant? Yeah. Oh. There's more than one eight months pregnant person in a town at a time. In their little cul-de-sac where she would have walked her dog? Maybe. That's hard to prove. Um, I mean, it's actually not hard to prove. She could have just been a fat lady. That's true. That is true. It could have been just a fat lady. <laughs> but with a golden retriever? I golden mean, retrievers are so fucking common. common. That's the most American still, dog you can have. Is it, though? Besides, like, My a... pit bull begs to differ. <laughs> um, anyways. Like, the, the, the way the witnesses saw her would have perfectly mapped out a 45-minute walk around her neighborhood, though. What eight months pregnant woman is doing a 45 minute walk? One with more ambition than me. <laughs> Annie did not leave the chair. It didn't. I was also very swollen at eight months pregnant with both of my kids. And she ate 12 donuts. My son was nine pounds. Cut me some slack. <laughs> slamming donuts over here. I was slamming donuts. Um, so yeah. So a bunch of people saw them. They were never called to testify by the defense. Which I get. Because the defense didn't want them to be cross-examined and have <clears throat> their story ripped apart. I get it. But at the same time, now the jury never heard that there is potential witnesses. So do you take that chance to have them destroyed in cross-examination? And at least the defense heard some reasonable doubt? I got no reasonable doubt. Um, not for not for his guilt into killing her, but, but there are morally. people still out there who believe 100% they saw Lacey that day, and have contacted the police like, and tip lines multiple times and have never had their things. If you didn't up. know Lacey, how could you be certain that you saw Lacey? By her description, I guess. Like there are some people who like the reason they remembered it was because they saw her like struggling with the dog, like the dog was pulling or trying to like get off the leash or whatever. Not Mackenzie. I would not take that blast. That's not Mackenzie. <laughs> it's not what Mackenzie's like. So like I think some people like led to that, and like I think one older lady like remarked on how she was like large, pregnant wise. You could tell she was obviously pregnant, and they were like, "Wow, I can't believe she's out walking the dog right now." Where's her dick husband? Oh, fishing. Go home walk your fucking dog, Scott. <laughs> fucking dickhead. And I mean, realistically, she's eight months pregnant. She's probably sick of being pregnant. I know, like, I was told to walk a lot at the end of my pregnancy to induce labor. So maybe that was her thought, too. If did she... you? Did I? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a neighbor also claims to have seen Mackenzie running around outside with her leash on, but nobody around her so she had put Mackenzie back into their fenced in backyard she claimed this happened at 10 18 but a lot of witnesses say that they saw Lacey walking the dog after 10 18 I said to 10 18 right or did I say 10 15 it was 10 18 <clears throat> um the mailman was on the Peterson street between 10 35 a.m and 10 50 a.m and like the mail like mailmen have to scan mm -hmm. like the mail so like it has a timestamp on it um so he's a mailman and he usually takes notes of dogs in the area because the classic mailman-dog situation. Yes. <laughs> classic. <laughs> um, especially Mackenzie, because every time he would deliver mail, Mackenzie would bark like crazy. Mm -hmm. Sounds like just that kind of dog. Um, when he got to the Peterson house, he took note that the side gate was open and that Mackenzie was not barking. Mm -hmm. Meaning Mackenzie was probably not home. Mm-hmm. So, we all know that witness testimony is about as reliable as a politician, but there are so many inconsistencies in the time timeline, how could you believe one person over the other? Yeah. So, like, everyone clings to the neighbor putting Mackenzie in the backyard at 1018. It mm -hmm. says, well, Mackenzie was home by 1018. Mm -hmm. But first of all, you see a dog running around outside. You put her back in the backyard. You're going to go over to your clock because you have either a, a watch or a clock. We ain't got cell phones, really. Mm-hmm. You're going to run inside and be like, look at the time. It was 10.18 when I put Mackenzie back. No, you're not putting, you're not doing that. No. You're, it's bullshit. I don't know. I feel like if I did, I'd be like, why is she out running around yourself? But you're not going to look at the time. Your first instinct isn't to look at the time. You know what I mean? I don't mean? know. We're true crime podcasters. It might be. I mean, maybe now. 
but then how do you refute how do you believe the 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 neighbor over the mailman who scanned things on her street at 10 35 and 10 50 but you don't believe him but you believe the neighbor who has no proof that she's just saying it was 10 18 mm-hmm. but that's what the prosecution went with and ran with mm-hmm. but all this is witness testimony so it doesn't fucking matter anyways because it's fucking bullshit mm-hmm. agreed all witness testimony is bullshit agreed so there's that so i'm gonna go into a theory here a theory i got a theory i've got a theory i typed it Theroy this morning, and we vowed that we were going to say Theroy because <laughs> it just sounds better. <laughs> so, this theory is that directly across the street live the Medinas. So, like, Lacey and Scott's house, the Medinas. Fucking can wave to you from my front yard. <laughs> um, the Medinas left their home for a trip on December 4th at about 10.32 a.m. Jesus, guys. Chill. <laughs> <laughs> so... This is right around the time everything is happening. They would have been home. You said December 4th. December 24th. That's not what you said. Oh, well, I meant December 24th. So, like, <laughs> everything is happening at 10 o'clock in the morning. Guys, it is too fucking early for this bullshit. Yes. Um, they returned home on December 26th around 4.30 p.m. So, it sounds like they were just going away for, like, the holiday or whatever. Maybe visiting family. Don't know. Don't really care. Mm-hmm. Um... When they returned home, that they they found that their house had been burglarized. Burglarized. I can't say it, so I'm and I have it six thousand times in here. So just bear with me, guys. Um, but what's weird is like this town, this little community in Modesto was like one of the they you know the classic. We unlock our doors. We do 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 blah, 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 blah. Like it was a, a safe neighborhood. Like nothing bad happened. It was like an upper class neighborhood. Like whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. So they found out their house had been burglarized when they got back. Damn, a fertilized salesman and a substitute teacher in an upper class neighborhood in 2003? Did you ever watch House Hunters? Wow. It happened. <laughs> I ever watch House Hunters? I'm a mouse trainer in my life. <laughs> I grow potatoes in my closet. <laughs> Our budget is $400,000. Um, so, Diane Jackson, who lived a short distance away from these two homes, reported seeing three men with a van and a safe in front of the Medina's house at 11.40 a.m. on December 24th, 2002. So it would have sounded like they would have been watching the house waiting for them to leave. Um, her information was considered credible enough to be used in a flyer asking for information about the burglary, offering a $1,000 reward. However, this part's so weird to me. The Modesto police arranged for her to be hypnotized by an unqualified hypnotist. Wait, what? Like, to get her to, like... Because they say when you're hypnotized, you can't lie, I guess. Oh. I don't know. It's fucking, again. Then why don't they do that more? I don't know. But this hypnotist was unqualified anyways. Um, Or we just shouldn't lie. And for that reason, her testimony was not allowed at trial. But to me, that sounds like the Modesto police knew he was unqualified and wouldn't be allowed in court. And that's why they hypnotized her. Because why wouldn't he just take what she said and took it, ran with it? You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. they didn't investigate it. They didn't investigate the burglary. I'm pretty sure they didn't even arrest the people till like, a while after. Mm. So. Anyways. Sharon Rocha did say that it would not be unlike her daughter to go over and confront the burglars if she saw them outside of the house. Like, she would have went over and be like, what the fuck are you doing? But would she have just called 911? Yeah. But Or was she going over to see what was going on first? Because, I mean, it is... 11 o'clock it's not nighttime it's yeah. 11 o'clock in the morning so she probably was like who are you <clears throat> mm-hmm. if she did go over there but like i said her mom said that that wouldn't have been out of her character to do that um what is weird is that eventually the burglars were caught and arrested but they claimed that the burglary took place on december 26th not december 24th mm-hmm. but if you think about december 26th there were already news cameras People parked outside of the Peterson house all day, all night. Mm-hmm. Are you going to tell me that they would they would have, A, not been seen by these people, and B, that you would knowingly go burglarize a house knowing there's news cameras right out front? <laughs> I actually was watching a documentary about this, and um, one of the, the um, reporters said that he was there from, like, 3 a.m., 
to, like, he was there all day, all night. Like, he was there in front of that house. He said, if I saw those burglars outside of the house, I would have went over and interviewed them. (laughs) (laughs) So, there was, there's no way. Mm -hmm. But police are just like, yeah, it was was the 26th. But that don't make no fucking sense. Make that make sense. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. And one of when one of the um, when one of the burglars were arrested, the first thing they said was, "You're here to talk to me about the pregnant lady, aren't you?" Oh, I mean, at that point, everyone knew who she was. Yeah, but still, strange thing to say. Weird. Or Scott hired them, and it wasn't a burglary at all. Maybe staged. Maybe because Scott hired them to kill Lacey. Maybe because he knew that she'd go out there and say something. Maybe. But, again, it was never really further looked into. There is, yet again, another theory. And this one, I did not, I knew about the burglars. I knew about that one. I did not know about this one. And it blew my mind that this was not looked into further. And this, so it's a connected case, potentially. And this case is still unsolved. So, there is another theory that was not looked into. Mm-hmm. And that was another pregnant woman in the area went missing under eerily ser- similar circumstances to Lacey. When? Seven months before Lacey went missing. Okay. Her name was Evelyn Hernandez. She was a 24-year-old mom, so in the same age range as Lacey. Lacey was 27. Mm-hmm. Um, she was already a mom of a five-year-old boy named Alexis, and she was also pregnant with her second son, who she planned to name Fernando. On April 30th, the day before their disappearance... Evan, Evelyn spoke via phone with her boyfriend, Herman Aguilera, and her sisters. Christina? No. <laughs> who lived in East San Francisco and Virginia. She and her sister in San Francisco were planning a baby shower and were finalizing the arrangements. On May 1st, 2002, Evelyn picked Alexis up for preschool in the Mission District and then stopped in an ATM. After she stopped in an ATM, no one ever saw them again. The son, too? Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, This was just five days before her due date with her second son. Her boyfriend, Herman Albert Aguilera, was a married man. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he had reported her missing. Herman was considered the prime suspect in the case, but was never arrested. And they never found her body? In August of 2002, Evelyn's remains washed up in the San Francisco Bay. Her body consisted of just a torso. Oh, geez. Her head, her hands, and her feet were missing, and her, as was her full, nearly full-term baby. They never found the baby. Um, due to the amount of decomposition, it could not be determined if the baby had been removed via C-section, if she gave birth, or he was expelled the same way Connor would have been. Mm-hmm. Um, the cause of death was also unable to be determined. Um, her five-year-old son was never found either. Oh, jeez. An arrest was never made in this case, and her case kind of just fallen to the wayside. Um, could it be connected to Lacey? It was only seven I mean, months. it sounds very And similar. they were found in literally the exact same way. same way. And it was never looked into. Yeah, that's crazy. I've never, I have never heard of that either. Mm-hmm. There was also another story about a pregnant woman, but, like, I didn't really include this one just because, like, it could be debunked, where she was also around the same late-term pregnancy and same age range as these two. Mm-hmm. And um, she lived in the same area. And um, she was, like, outside doing something. And she saw, like, a couple guys in a van outside of her house, like, watching her. Mm-hmm. And, like, she was getting uneasy. They were just, like, watching her, watching her. They waited for, like, her husband or fiancé to leave or whatever. And, like, they just started, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the exact story, but they were watching her. She felt like it was weird. But she called the authorities and the police came. And then that was it. Mm-hmm. But, like, still weird. Super weird. But, yeah, that one really got to me because I never heard of that before. I don't know why that's not talked about more because... And that is the fact crazy that similar. Is, is exact... They were found the exact same way. Mm-hmm. In the same basic area. In yeah. the San Francisco Bay. Just torsos. Yeah. Riddle me that one. Scott Peters. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. And, like, it's sad because seven months later... Lacey becomes a big deal. But but no one ever talked about Evelyn. Yeah. And her case is still unsolved, like I said. But I... 
Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Like, they never found her head. They never found her hands, just like Lacey. But they also never found the baby in this case, either. Mm -hmm. So maybe that just goes to show that he was expelled in that. And it just was, like, a miracle that he washed up. Yeah. Yeah. But they also never found her five-year-old son, either. Which is... Hurts my heart. Yeah. That's rough. Yeah, that was a rough one, and I'm, I don't know if I'm okay right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, seriously, we should kind of go back and look into that one now. I think it's time. Definitely. Um, how many bodies are in the San Francisco Bay? In any body of water? Fucking crazy amount. Do you think there... I have a theory that there's at least one human body in a body of water at any given time. Oh, more than one. Oh, 100%. Even Harvey's Lake, like, there's just bodies on the bottom of it. I think they said that, though. Like, isn't there, like, some kind of famous body that's supposed to be, like, in there? Yeah, there's like a whole a movie on it. Like a gangster or something? I don't know. Oh, not that one. But there's a whole movie about, like, a pregnant woman that you drown in Harvey's Lake. Oh, my God. You don't remember that? No. Oh, it's, like, from the 40s. Oh, my God. Like, the movie. So it's probably earlier than that. But, yeah. So that is a connected case, potentially. That was never looked no. into. Never brought up if during trial. If it's not Scott Peterson, it's the same thing that happened to her. Yeah. Because that's pretty damning. That. But maybe Scott called up murder for hire and so did this other guy. Because they were both cheating spouses. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But don't you think Scott would have said that? No, because he'd be in jail anyway. But he's in jail anyway. Because he thought he'd get off. Obviously not. He's life in prison right now. And he deserves to sit there. And he's been there for, what, 18 years? 20. Oh, well, by the time. Yeah. Yeah. So don't you think that he would be like, okay, well, I didn't kill her. I hired somebody to kill her. Don't you think in your justification brain, you would have said, maybe I'll get off with less time if I say this. I mean, I don't think you would, because mm-hmm. you still hired someone for murder, but you're now you're at least taking somebody else down with you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just thought. Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's worse, the fact that they found Connor, or the fact that they didn't find Evelyn's baby, because maybe you could say someone killed her and took her son and her baby. Yeah. And they're out there living their lives. Yeah. That's... You can't say that about I don't want to say I hope... But I do hope her son's out there. And he's fine. Yeah. I mean, he would be... 25? Yeah. He'd be your age mm-hmm. by now. Yeah. So, just... Whew. That was rough. Okay. Yeah. Let's get back. Composure. Let's compose ourselves. I'm glad you couldn't refute that one. No. Cannot. <laughs> Cannot refute. Um, so, going back to the trial... Because it was a huge media frenzy. They had a very hard time trying to find unbiased jury members. This is where a lot of the fucking shit lies, is in the jury. <clears throat> yes. What did you say? Yes. Um, Scott was already tried in the media, so it was very, very hard to find people who didn't know about the case, didn't have an opinion on the case. Very hard. It <laughs> took three months to produce 12 jurors. I don't know if that's a long time. I feel like that's a long time. I don't know. I wish that I had jury duty for this case. Jury duty, jury duty, blackmail. <laughs> I think I'm the only person in the world who wants jury duty, and I have yet to receive jury duty. Mm. So, they were equally divided in between six men and six women. Um, you would think that with three months of time to select a jury, they would choose the most impartial jury, but that is not correct. But that is not correct. They also did move this case. They did move um, counties, so like it wasn't tried in the county that. Yeah, they I don't think in. that helped any. No, like you would have had to go to fucking like Timbuktu, like fucking Antarctica. <laughs> I have the penguins on the jury. <laughs> they might have made better choices than this jury did. So, <laughs> are they even penguins? Yeah, there's penguins in Antarctica. Mm, I think fucking the Yeti's in Antarctica. Yeah. The Yeti would have been the judge. The Yeti and my spaghetti. <laughs> Um, the trial went on with these 12 jury members and some alternates, obviously. I think that they do that all the time, just in case something happens. Um, in July, just one singular month into the trial, a juror was kicked off the jury, um, due to him being spotted discussing his case and the media attention with his girlfriend. Out, like, in a bar. 
Like, bro. Bro. You were told not to discuss anything, and you're just like... At least do it in your home. Right? Like, why are you... Anyways. So, already one juror has been removed and replaced. Okay. Mm-hmm. One month in. So, both the defense and prosecution had some strong points and some weak points in this case. It was not a slam dunk for either side. Mm-hmm. And I think you can admit that. Yeah. It was yeah. not a slam. It was not an easy case. Morally. Great case. <laughs> <laughs> if we were in moral court, that's it. Kelly's going to make a moral court and it'll be a TV show. Well, yeah. my best friend lied to me about this. Jail. Moral jail. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't really clear to anyone how the case would go. Um, it wasn't really, like, certain. Like, I feel like in some cases, like, you could be like, yes, it is going this way. Mm-hmm. But, it, it, no. Like, news outlets would be outside each day, and after each session was adjourned for the day, the media would determine a winner for that day. Like, is this what? a game? Is this a motherfucking game? Someone died. Now the media is in moral jail. <laughs> the media has always been in moral jail. Yeah, the, the media has never came out of moral jail. Um, but anyway, so it was a real toss-up between which side really had the upper hand. Um, so really, it came down to the jury to really be the ones to take on that burden of making the decision. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a female juror after, um, the, like, after, um, closing arguments were said and, like, it was over and it was time for deliberation. A female juror had admitted to doing outside research on the internet regarding the case. Like, you fucking dumb dumb. They, that's like, we told you not to do that, and you did it anyways. Yeah. Um, it doesn't really say, like, which side she was on, but she said that she did outside research on, so on a feeling that she had. Oh. So I don't fucking know what that means, but either way. So, another one bites the dust. Dun, 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 so that was dun, in November. Dun. The next day... This one gets me. Another juror, the jury foreman, so they have a foreman who, like, kind of keeps everything organized and together and conversation going and, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you're not spinning in circles. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a doctor and a lawyer. So, arguably, man was pretty smart. Yeah. Um, he resigned from the jury. For why? Well, he claimed that he was threatened by another juror for wanting to review the evidence again because the, the juror that threatened him, just wanted to get the case over with. Oh. And this guy said, no, I, I, I don't believe that. I want to review it again. And this guy said, nope, and threatened him. Oh. So, he... So, let's kick all 12 off. And restart. 12 more. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so, the juror ha- that had threatened him stayed on the jury. Okay. And the other guy removed himself. One of the alternate jurors' stepsons had worked for Lacey and Scott Peterson at a restaurant they owned previously. He was only working there for six weeks. But still, that is a conflict of interest. Yeah. Um, what is crazy is the replacement juror for the jury foreman. Mm-hmm. So the guy who was threatened. His replacement was Rochelle Nice. Nice, niece, don't give a shit. She was not nice, and I'm not saying nice. So and we'll she call her was niece. not your niece. Um, she was something. They mm. called her Strawberry Shortcake because she had bright red hair. Mm. And, like, I'm not ab- against bright colored hair. I'm not. I mean, I don't have bright colored hair, but I'm not against it. Mm. But the one thing that the news media brought up and I didn't understand was they were like, she has four kids and nine tattoos. Like, does that affect her ability to be on a jury? You have more than nine tattoos. You have two kids. Yeah. So does that affect me being on a jury? Yes. Okay. Well, then I guess I can never be on a fucking jury. <laughs> no, it does not. Um, but that wasn't the problem with Rochelle. There were lots of problems with Rochelle. She was just a steamy pile of shit. Yes. But what's even crazier is that I feel like the defense in this way was a bigger steaming pile of shit. Because fucking Rochelle, on her jury questionnaire that everyone fills out to try to prove, to try to weed some people out. The one fucking question, the one box you had to check. You either had to check a box that said, I can be fair, or I cannot be fair. Which one do you think Rochelle checked? She cannot be fair. She checked the box that said she cannot be fair in a jury trial. And they let her on the jury! Oh, wow. 
The defense thought that this was just a mistake, but never bothered to follow up on it. How is that a mistake? It's a yes or no question. There should be someone with that stack of questionnaires. You will see that box check garbage. Next one. Mm-hmm. Were they just running out of people? Were they running out of... You know what I mean? Were they like, well, everyone checked that they can't be fair, so we got to pick one. And you picked this dumpster fire? Fuck. So, like, she told y'all that she was not going to be fair. She did. She she, did. T- she warned y'all. <laughs> to no fault, but your own. Niece, we'll call her Rochelle, because I'm not saying nice, because she's not a nice person. Right? Rice. <laughs> I said rice. <laughs> rice. <laughs> Rochelle was also accused of prudential misconduct. Prudential? Prejudicial. Prejudicial. <laughs> misconduct. Because she did not disclose that she was the, the victim of domestic violence and sought a restraining order in 2000 over fears that her boyfriend's ex-girlfriend would harm her unborn baby. Oh, wow. So that sounds like a conflict of interest because um, it's pretty similar to the trial we're talking about right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. So um, you shouldn't have been on the fucking jury. Rochelle. So, these two new juries, two new juries, two new jurors come in. Mm. And would you believe that they were put into, to, to, into deliberation and the next day they came back with a verdict? The next fucking day. Are you shitting my dick right now? Did they even know all the evidence by then? Well, I think they kind of were sitting in on the trial. Oh, because they were I don't know if they were in deliberations. Yeah. But I know they were definitely, they were alternate, alter, alter, alternates. <laughs> so they were definitely sitting in on the trial, but I just don't know whether they were in deliberations or not. Mm. Um, but the next fucking day, like no one expected them to come back with a verdict the next day to the point where the defense attorney, Mark, I think his name was like Mark Garagos. He wasn't even in the state. He was at home because he did not think they would come back with a verdict that fast. Jesus. Because that's ridiculous. That's not right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Everyone was surprised. I was surprised. And on November 12, 2004, Scott Peterson was convicted of first-degree murder for his wife's death and second-degree murder for Connor's death. Which... I'm metaphorically punching everyone. Because <laughs> there is not enough fucking evidence. There is no evidence to convict. The jury's fucked up. He didn't... I don't care what you can say. Scott Peterson is a bad person, but he did not receive a fair trial. Point blank, signed, sealed, delivered, done. Mm-hmm. Can you agree? I can agree. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So he was sentenced to death. And what's fucked up is that all these fucking butthole jurors were the ones to also decide on his sentence as well. They were also the ones to decide whether he should be put to death or not. Get a fucking new jury! Jesus. (laughs) It makes me so fucking mad. And it makes me mad that nobody else is outraged. I mean, there's some people. Like, Scott Pearson's family actually has, like, a website, like, dedicated to information and his appeals and... I mean, he's a shit person, so not really outraged. He's a shit person. (laughs) But he didn't get a fair trial. No, not at all. And the justice system says your right is to a fair trial and his rights are being infringed on. I agree. I definitely That doesn't agree make him not a shit person. Doesn't make him not guilty. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But he deserves a new trial. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Anyways. So these jurors also had ulterior motives. After the verdict and the sentence came like sentencing came out, a lot of jurors were being paid to give interviews. They were making oh, money wow. off this. They talked about writing books, and they all did collaborate on a book together and made money off of it. That's disgusting. And they were, like, little celebrities during this time, and it makes me want to punch every fucking single one of them. That's disgusting. Right in the face. Yeah. They're going to moral jail. Moral jail. Um, And in an interview with the press, Rochelle came out and called Scott an asshole right in front of the press. Oh, wow. So that shows that you were not unbiased, my friend. Nope. I mean, could you get that he was an asshole from the information? Absolutely, yes. but you are a gerber. You don't say that. You don't say I that. I could say that. We can say that. <laughs> but you cannot. Yeah. You are supposed to be held to a different standard. Yeah. And you are not. And she is a fucking hot dumpster fire. And I would fight her today. I'm going to 
1v1 Rochelle. And I hope you hear this. And I hope that it haunts her that maybe she put it. I hope that, like, someday she gets a thing in her ear that says, maybe he's not guilty. And I, I did that because I wasn't informed. I had my own opinions before I even went in there. And look, I didn't look up the uh, uh, information objectively. And I hope she could live with herself or not. I hope she could live with herself or not. Because fuck her. Stop violently scrolling. I can't. You can I'm hear fucking it. pissed. <laughs> On August 24th, 2020, in a 7-0 decision, the Supreme Court of California upheld Peterson's conviction, but overturned his death sentence. Um, because Peterson's trial judge, Alfred DeLucci, who had died in February of 2008, um, had dismissed jurors who opposed capital punishment without asking them whether they could put their views aside. So basically, like, people were, like, like in this trial, they were like, do you agree with capital punishment or do you not? Mm-hmm. Anyone who said they didn't agree with capital punishment was no longer able to be a jury, a, a juror. Oh. But we let fucking Rochelle in. We <laughs> let fucking Rochelle in. <laughs> so basically, the judge already has his own opinions about the case, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And he wanted him to go to death. That was predetermined. So he was resentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. In December of 2022, so very recently, a month ago, mm-hmm. after spending about 18 years in prison so far, Scott motioned for a new trial discussing the jury misconduct as a reason he did not receive a fair trial, but was denied a new trial and will continue to spend the rest of his life in prison. Jeez. Which is not fucking fair. There's something wrong here. Yeah. If you really feel that this man is guilty and killed his wife and son, give him a new trial. Yep. Give it to him. Why not? What What do you have to lose? If you think he's so guilty, money. what do you have to lose? Fuck it. You know how much money they'd make on fucking the media coverage and shit? This would be fucking insane. Mm-hmm. Give the man a new trial. If you think he's not guilty. If you think the evidence was there enough to put this man in jail for the rest of his life, give him a new trial. But now how do you give him a new trial? Everyone knows about this case. Mm-hmm. You'd have to find people under a rock. Yeah. Or people like you. Yeah. And have the majority, some people for him, some people against him. That's the only way you could really do it this day and age. But then realistically, you just result in a hung jury and a mistrial. Yeah. Because I think, realistically, that was what the defense was looking for in this trial. They weren't necessarily looking for not guilty. And maybe they were that's why they jury. won't do it, because they're like, how do we even do it now? But how do you keep him in jail for the rest of his life? Mm-hmm. Maybe he's just, just Alfred plea it. I don't think they give it to him. But, like, it's just so hard because his rights are being infringed on. Mm-hmm. I don't care what side you look at him, you think he's guilty or he's not Give the man a new trial. There's no reason to not. Mm-hmm. No reason. If you think the information and the, the evidence is that strong. No, because it, like, it wasn't a fair trial. It wasn't fair. And mm-hmm. all the evidence that they had was bullshit. Mm-hmm. There was not one strong piece of evidence besides that he cheated on his wife. And that's not evidence of guilt of murder. It is of moral jail. Of moral jail? Sure. In moral jail, guilty is charged. <laughs> <laughs> In the court of law in the United States... And what's fucked up is I think, like, everybody, for some reason, even, like, the Supreme Court of California, mm-hmm. is biased in this case. Yeah. And, like, I don't know if they, I don't know, I don't know what the deal is, but it's not right. And it fucking infuriates me. But it's also California, and everything California does infuriates me, so. I agree. <laughs> Realistically, did I expect any less? No. Yeah. So. That is Scott Peterson and all the craziness that has ensued. I don't know. Maybe they should, like, there should be, like, we should start, like, a sleuth page and find new evidence. And, I mean, realistically, I'm not saying he's not guilty. Mm -hmm. I'm saying there isn't enough evidence, everything is circumstantial, and he did not have a fair trial. Yes. I'm not supporting Scott Peterson. I'm supporting the Constitution of the United States. I'm supporting justice. (laughs) Yes. And... I mean, I just don't understand how you can look at this information, especially as a judge, Mm 
and not think that the and th- how could you think that was a fair trial? One of the jurors was threatened, and you left the person who threatened him on the jury because the juror wanted to go home and have this case over. Are you fucking on crack? Is crack what you smoke? Yes. Fuck. One of them said that, yeah, I did online stuff. And the one literally said she could not be fair. And here we are. <laughs> like, she told y'all. She fought, She didn't lie. I'll give her that. She didn't lie. No. She she doesn't. I mean, she belongs in moral jail for different reasons. But <laughs> it's the nine not. tattoos, isn't it? <laughs> it's the red hair. I mean, that is moral jail. <laughs> Fuck. That, this case really gets me burned up. And, like, this is one of those ones I would like to see. Like, if, like, there was a button, and you could be like, oh, I want this one revealed. Mm-hmm. I want well, this would be one. This and John Monet. Mm-hmm. I would want, and Madeline McCann. But I feel like we know that. Yeah. I feel like that that can be said. John Monet, I know, I but know I, wa- I, wa- I want to look in his little fucking eyes and say you did it. Who? Birch and- told or whatever the fuck his name is? No. I'm talking about John Monet. Yeah. Oh, I don't know who's well, Birchfield. That's from... From the, the, the... His name's Burke, isn't it? Oh, don't say that. We'll get sued. Birch. Birkenschmerz. <laughs> Birkenstocks. <laughs> Birch trees. <laughs> but yeah, this would be one of those that I really wanted to know what would actually happen. Regardless, even if he's guilty, he still did not receive a fair trial, so... Yeah. And I guess I'm the only one in the world who wants to uphold the fucking Constitution. Realistically, does the Constitution mean shit anymore? No. Apparently everyone fucking just wants to throw it out the window. Yeah. Fuck it. Unless, just start swinging on people. That should be in the Constitution. <laughs> if someone makes you mad. I, okay, theory. Last last theory, this one's a crazy one, but... Okay. I fully believe that if two consenting ag- adults... Adults. <laughs> two consenting adults. Two adults. Two sane-minded adults. Consent to a fist fight. They should be able to fist fight... Till there is a winner without consequence. Can't you in Texas? I don't know if that's so. That's really I cool. I believe that's the thing in Texas. I'm going to go to Texas like, next think... week and I'm going to fight everyone. <laughs> I am going to Texas next week, so. Next week? Well, the well, I don't know. Probably not next week. Two weeks from now. Three weeks from now. How long? You're watching my dog. You know the dates. Yeah, you, no, I don't. Because you never told me the dates. Um, I think the 14th or the 15th through the Valentine's 19th. Day? Valentine's Day? Yeah. It's a Wednesday through a Sunday. Oh. I'm going to just fight everyone in Texas if that's the case. Oh. So, yeah. Well, that is Scott Peterson, and I hope that makes everybody as outraged as it makes me. Let us know. Let's start a petition. That'd be fun. Yeah. So, let us know what you guys think. I would love to argue with you. (laughs) (laughs) This is one of those cases that I will argue to the death about argumentative over here if you bring me someone who thinks that this was a fair trial i will yell until i'm blue in the face so please like someone come forward because it'd be fun i think it'd be a great time for both of us we're nice people (laughs) 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 all right so follow us on instagram at suspicious podcast send us threatening emails at suspiciouspodcast at gmail.com <laughs> and we hope to one of you one of you soon stay out of moral jail love you bye, bye.